afternoon and welcome to your book, Garden Radio, a copyrighted show presented by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm Tina Susetic, your host. Today, I'm happy to have Carrie Ann King as my guest. Carrie Ann King is a sidekick, alter ego, and touchier, feelier doppelganger of fantasy and paranormal thriller Carrie Schaefer. She is the author of three works of women's fiction, with number four releasing on October 1st of this year. And her last novel, Whisper Me This, was the Washington Post and Amazon Charts bestseller. Carrie Ann is the proud possessor of a tugboat, a Viking, and 40 acres of rocks and trees in the middle of rural northeastern Washington. I'm interested to hear about the tugboat and Viking. Welcome, Carrie. (laughs) Hi. I am so excited to uh, meet you in person and be on the show. I'm glad to have you. Um, Before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and explain the tugboat and Vikings? (laughs) The tugboat and the Vikings. Sure, absolutely. So I live kind of in the middle of what some people call nowhere and I call the middle of everywhere. So that puts me north of Spokane in Washington State and about 40 miles from the Canadian border in a small town. And we live actually out of town on 40 acres of land. We have no visible neighbors. And last year I met, well, we found a tugboat. (laughs) I don't know how deeply you want me to get into this story, but the tugboat was (laughs) rusting away on on the property of uh, somebody we know who actually was working on one of our old uh, Studebaker cars. And I fell in love with the tugboat, and we decided that it really needed to be rescued and relocated. So it now sits on the edge of our property overlooking a beautiful ravine. And um, it, it used to work um, when the dam was built near here on the, on the dam site. So he has, he has history, and I call him Mr. Big. So do so, you, do you <laughs> use it like as a, a, a playhouse, or is it will it actually go <laughs> in water? Or <laughs> Well, you know, yeah, no, his water days are over. His hull's all rusted through. Um, but, and we have no grandkids as of yet, so he just is on the property. Actually, what we're doing is renovating him to be kind of a little author hangout for me where I might uh, do some writing and stuff. So my Viking, oh, cool. who is actually of Viking extraction, <laughs> <laughs> in in his past, um, he lives with me on the 40 acres, and he's very, very handy about things. So he uh, his dad was an architect, and he's very good at doing these kinds of things. So he has plans for renovating the tugboat, and we're, you know, underway. Uh, it was something we hoped to get to this summer, but probably going to be more of a next summer project. Yeah, I don't know where the summer went. <laughs> it, it went fast. <laughs> Oh, it it, it did. did. So uh, that tug that tugboat's cool. I mean, what a neat place to write. That'd just be yeah. awesome. <laughs> well, this is literally the most beautiful place on the property. Although, although I have to tell you, so there's a story. I was off at a writers' conference last week, and actually, I was getting ready to speak, and my Viking starts messaging me, Facebook messages, <laughs> or. Uh, Anyway, and and they just kept coming in. It's like, oh, my God, I was over on the tugboat, and I was looking out into the woods, and all of a sudden I heard this crashing and banging, and it definitely was not a deer. And I heard something coming closer and huffing sounds and lips flapping, and I'm just like, you know, oh. <laughs> anyway, he it probably was a bear. It, it was a very dramatic oh. message, but he decided to uh, beat it out of there and get back to the house rather than waiting to see exactly what it was. But. I was thinking it was coming up the hill, but I don't know if you Ah, well, could have been. We, you're where, Wisconsin? 
did you say? I, I'm you sorry. Live? I thought I, I thought, but I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said you you're more you you may be more likely to have moose, right? You're in the Wisconsin area. No, uh-uh. <laughs> no, no. no I, I, we had one in northern Wisconsin that kind of wandered down, and I think he was lost, oh. and then <laughs> wandered back up to you know. I was thinking what thirty you're what 30, 40 miles from the Canadian border. I was thinking, well, maybe you maybe you yeah. have moose. <laughs> You know, I have never seen one. They, they're in sort of the general area. I've not seen one at our place. We have seen bears. We had a mountain lion sitting in our yard one day. That was an exciting Oh, moment. wow. And we had, <laughs> yeah, we had a bobcat killed a deer right out and buried him in the snow out by the garden. <laughs> we have all kinds of exciting wow. things happen, but I have not yet seen a moose. Hmm. Well, that be maybe, maybe that's your next the next thing to show up at your house. Um, I would love. And besides to have writing one. novels, yeah, uh, you also are an RN. And um, um, correct, although not currently. I I mean I am still an RN, but I've taken a taken a break from that. And I'm currently at the moment writing full time and uh, also offering writing mindset coaching. So my my life is busy without working at the clinic these days. What is writing mindset coaching? What is <laughs> right? You know, one of the one of the hardest things for writers, and you're probably aware of this, is dealing with that whole nasty inner critic thing oh. that gets in the way of a lot of us doing our best work. I, I know writers that have a, a big success of some kind, and then they get so shut down that they can't write the next book. I have clients who are procrastinating for whatever reason, having a really hard time getting to the writing or blocked in some way. And I get to find ways. I call it, here's my little thing. I, I like to say I help people ditch their doubts, dance with their demons, and delve into creative delight. So that's that's really huh. super fun for me. Wow, interesting. And one of the gals in our writers group, I think, you know, she's a, she's a really good writer. And she just, I think she's afraid of what the next step is. You know, for her to to finish and take the next step, and right. and it's sad because she's she's an excellent you know an excellent writer and boy maybe I should match you up with her and get her over that yeah whatever yeah. <laughs> whatever the issue is. Since, since, Send her my way. It's 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 not uncommon at all. We have we have fear of we're we're actually many of us are more afraid of success than failure. We think it's failure that we fear, but really, really, we are afraid of what will happen if we actually succeed or if we really try and then you know maybe don't. So that's that's one thing that shuts a lot of us down. Yeah, and it only takes one person to say something negative, and that's all that we focus on. You know, right? Is that, yeah. Is, is that yep. One person that said, you know, you know, too much swearing in the book. I'll never read her again. Without looking at the entire story, because that's all you think about in your head. It just plays over and over like a movie, you know, a bad movie. Right. <laughs> oh, oh my God! I just got back from uh, the Colorado Gold Writers Conference, and we had John Gilstrap was there as a as our very last uh, motivational speaker for lunch on the very last day. And if you're not familiar with John, he is a thriller writer who has been brilliantly successful. But when he was in college, he took a creative writing class, and his writing teacher told him that he had no talent and should give up on trying to be a writer. And he listened to that. And like I, I, like 10 years later, he finally, one of his old classmates 
um, really got on his case that he had not been writing when he had so much talent and he started up again. But, you know, it's just that that one voice can shut us down for yeah. sure for a very long what was time. The, what, what was his last name? Gilstrap, G-I-L-S-T-R-A-P. Okay. I had it all right except I had a D. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll have to, I'll have to, have to look them up. Yeah, because that's an, you know, we years ago we had a gal in our writers group, and you know we were doing some critiquing, and somebody, and it was a, you know, it, and it was a po- positive critique. It wasn't any, you know, but she just took it totally wrong and quit writing. Right. And it was like, well, oh and my often gosh, when that happens, talk about we have, we have, yeah, often when that happens, there's some history there somewhere, you know, you already have an inner yeah. critic that's had, had a lot of um, negativity from somewhere and you're, you're playing that loop. So it's, uh, it's, it's, mm-hmm. I, I teach becoming aware of what your inner critic is doing and then um, a whole bunch of ways of getting around that and actually not I thought I don't like the idea of silencing the inner critic because it's part of us and so then that becomes trying to silence yourself and you're at war with yourself all the time so I, I kind of teach about dancing and befriending and forgiving instead of trying to silence shut up and <laughs> make it go away well, you know, and I'm finding, you know, one of the positive things with Facebook is, and being friends on Facebook with so many authors, is when somebody says something like that, that you think, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not the only one who feels that way. Like, why do exactly. I think that? Exactly. What makes you think you can publish it, you know? And I've got, you know, number right. 28 coming out and thinking, what makes you think you can even finish a book? And you're like, wait a minute, Tina, you have. You know? You're right, so, exactly, because um, I've done it before. <laughs> Yeah, I think I can do it again. So before we get into talking about um, your, your books, uh, you are also uh, a host, um, another yes. host for Authors on the Air Radio Network. And um, it's called, could you tell us about your show and when you... Yeah, you know when you do your yeah, sure, absolutely. <laughs> mine is mine is but a you podcast, do it under Carrie so Schaefer. It, it's under Carrie Schaefer. So Schaefer, it's my. Yeah. My actual real name is Carrie Schaefer. Carrie Ann King is the pen name that I've taken for my women's fiction um, because my publisher insisted upon that, actually. Um, The podcast under Carrie Schaefer is called Creativity Quest. And it really is, uh, the format is I find fun, interesting, creative authors to chat with sort of informally about their books and also just about their writing process and the blocks that they've come up against and how they've gotten through them. And it's a a fun conversation about the books, about creating things, about life in general. And we generally have some good laughs and it's fun. And I'm loving that I'm getting to meet all of these fascinating authors that I would not have met and read books that I would not have otherwise read, you know? Exactly. That's the way I feel because it's like it's expanded my, you know, my horizons. It's like I would never read a paranormal. Well, this one, you know, well, here it is. Let's read it. Right. I'm like, oh, pretty good. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because that's what you kind of <laughs> kind well, of do, right? Yeah, but, well, yeah. Um, Carrie Carrie Schaefer does write paranormal, but I get that. I mean, we all, we don't all like the same books, right? That's and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'd all be writing the same books, and what fun would that be? Yeah, exactly. So you kind of sound like you do what I what you know what I'm doing, you know talking to authors and about, you know, their writing, well, I don't always talk about writing process, but, you know, about their books and, and, um, you know, 
Try to make it fun. Yeah. So how long have you been doing oh, your yeah, show? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, it's not a year yet. Um, <laughs> coming up, mm, actually, okay. it was really funny because um, Pam, Pam Stack, who's, as you know, the head of Authors on yeah. the Air, she interviewed me last year, and we had so much fun on the show. <laughs> She's like, you know, you really should have your own show. So then we started talking <laughs> about that. And so that happened last year when my last yeah. book came out. <laughs> And it doesn't, it, I don't know if you reacted the same way I did when I realized they were taught, I thought, you know, when I was asked, I thought they, you know, like one show. And then when I realized, right. they meant, no, your own radio show, I couldn't breathe. I'm like, no, like, no wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. I've right. never done this before. Oh, man. And right. Can the I first, do this? My it, first it was... show, oh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> after, my, after my first show, I, I literally thought I was going to get sick. I was so nervous. Oh, it was. Oh, oh. See, but, I did a few that were just me, and those were a little bit nerve-wracking, but not too bad. And then my very first interview, the very first author that I interviewed, I forgot to record the podcast. <laughs> oh no! I to, oh, I had to contact her and see if she would do it again, which she very kindly did. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's still kind but of you one know, of my you fears know, that it didn't record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes, I now have my my computer set to auto record every time every time I launch the program. <laughs> oh, I was yeah, crying, good. and I contacted Pam, and oh. she just killed herself laughing. That's how she is. She's like, "Oh, that's so funny." Yeah. Like, yeah okay. That's <laughs> that's like you know the first time I sent a manuscript off that was requested to one of my publishers, and I forgot to attach the manuscript. <laughs> <laughs> That was embarrassing. Yeah. She goes, that happens to a lot of people once. And she had the word once capitalized. And I'm like, okay, got the message. You know? Got it. So, we'll all right, let's in. get on before we, yeah, let's get on to your, your, um, your books before we run out of sure. time here. Um, yeah. Your newest book, Everything You Are, is being released October 1st. And I was lucky enough to get an advanced reader copy. So I got to, you know, enjoy the book beforehand which I right. thoroughly, thoroughly did. Um, I thought it was kind of, um, it was part mystery. I thought there was a little bit of paranormal in it. I don't know if you want to call it paranormal. Um, I would call it more oh, magical realism in this book. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Magical would be. So on that note, why don't you tell us about the book? Sure. Um, I love this book. Uh, the book is called Everything You Are by uh, my alter ego, Carrie Ann King. And this is a book which is really, it's a story of forgiveness at, at its heart, but it's kind of crafted around a musician who is bonded with a cello that has a little bit of a magical component to it in that he has kind of signed an agreement that he will always play this instrument, but he can't because he's injured his hands. And there may or may not be an actual curse that has now befallen him and the uh, luthier uh, fee who's responsible for the instrument um, falls in love with him and kind of all goes from there. That a reasonable summary? Yeah, yeah, and 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 it and it's not you know it, it was interesting how it plays out not just through him and through Fee, but through his was his his, da his granddaughter? No, his daughter. daughter. No, it's his his daughter. His daughter. Yeah, 
his daughter, he, Braden has been separated from his family ever since the injury to his hands when everything went badly for him. And he started, started drinking heavily and um, his marriage fell apart and he no longer saw his children. When the, when the book begins, his ex-wife and his son have both been killed in a car accident. And his 17-year-old daughter, Allie, has been left alone. So Braden has this possible opportunity to repair his relationship with his daughter and who is also in a very bad way and they've both kind of you know abandoned their music at this point and so in order to save her really Braden has to find a way to come back to the music and they're all all the whole story is therefore revolves around this cello now I'm sure you've been asked this before and I, I know I get asked too how do you come up with your ideas and stuff but where did this idea come from? Are you a celloist or you know somebody who plays am, cello? Or I am not a celloist. As a matter of fact, um, <laughs> when I realized that my character insisted on the, it being a cello, I, I was arguing for a while. <laughs> I was like, really? Do you oh. have to play the cello? Because, <laughs> because I love cello, but it is one of the few instruments I've never touched really or had anything to do with. I My... Um, my deceased husband was a musician and played just about every instrument in the world, and many of them were in and out of the house, and I have some familiarity with them at least. Um, but no, the cello has always just seemed kind of magical to me, and I've always loved it. So I, I, I love the cello part. The, the bit about the music kind of probably did come from being married for years to a musician and understanding that very, um, very deep, it's more it's more than a need really it's it's almost like being a writer if you have a talent or a gift like that you need to do that thing and if you're not doing that thing you are not a whole person and probably not going to be your best person and so the idea for the book kind of grew out of out of that a lot actually um and i and that, i think you know need, when you, when you come mm -hmm. Yeah, when you compare, you know, being a being a writer, if you know, before we got on the air, I you know, I mentioned I'm going to be having shoulder surgery, so I'm going to be one-handed for a while, and um, mm. you know, but for an author, we still can do like um, speech to text, but for like a musician but, who loses their hands, I mean, that's their total identity, and what else do you you know, what else do you do? I mean, what do you what do you do? You know, if you can't play you know, what you love to play. Right, and right, exactly. And, you know, there is the option of, you know, possibly another instrument. But, but when you've reached that level of extreme, you know, virtuosity on one instrument, be, becoming a beginner again on something else is, is very difficult, I think. And so, you know, you just can't express yourself as fully. And so for me, it was one of the cruelest things I could think of to do to one of my characters would be to make him be a musician and then take away his music. Well, and it's funny when you said, I, I started laughing when you, you said that, you know, your character insisted it was a cello. And, and it's something <laughs> that non-authors don't, you know, our characters talk to us and they let you know if they don't like something or all of a sudden something happens to them and you go, Okay, where did that come from? You know, and um, <laughs> right? my brother, my brother says I'm crazy. So, but it's like, yeah, they do talk to us. Well, they let us know. So, they do. On that note, are you a, are you a pantser or a plotter? I am by nature a pantser. I have learned to 
I'm not exactly, no, I'll never be a plotter, <laughs> not in the terms of what people think plotting is. Um, but I do, I have learned to have certain, I call them signposts that I'm writing towards. So as I'm making up the story as I go along, I have this general idea of I, I need to put this particular kind of scene here and I need to put a stakes raise here and I need to have a, you know, a, a big character decision moment right here. So I, as far as plotting goes, I do that, but I kind of do it as I go. It's not something okay. that I like to do very much of ahead of time. As a matter of fact, um, for my publisher, you know, if I'm, if I'm pitching a new book now, I've gotten to the point because I've done a few books for them that I just write a few chapters and give them a synopsis. And my editor just knows that that's the, the finished book is not going to look like that synopsis by the time it yeah. comes to her. Because <laughs> exactly. It's, it's just, you know, I have, a, I have a plan, but the characters also have a plan. And as I develop them further and I get to know them better and they start kind of taking over the story, they're going to tell me, I'm not doing that. That doesn't, that's not me. I would never do that thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you wouldn't do that thing, would you? And then it yeah. kind of devolves from there. <laughs> well, I know I had one, uh, one of my stories where, you know, I'm, I'm writing, you know, typing away and all of a sudden she gets abducted, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and and you know Tessa, and um, I, I I sent her a message. I said, she just got she just got kidnapped. Now what do I do? <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> what happened here? So yeah, so I get what you're saying. I really do. Um, right, and it's like I'm, I'm writing a new one right now, and I and I messaged one of my crit partners yesterday, and she's like, "Guess what? I just realized blah 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 about my about my." Um, I was going to say client. That's how real they feel about my new character. And there was silence on the other hand, and I know her well, so I messaged back, I know you're thinking that I have too much going on, but it will be fine. She's like, well, if you really think so. And I said, I can't help it. The character, it just is. It's that it's yeah. the thing. It's true for her. So can't change it. Yeah. Nope. Nope. We are what we are, and they are what they are, and hopefully it <laughs> all works out at the end. Um. Uh, the book, I, I read another one of your books. Um, oh, what's it? Sorry, I just totally was lost it, my train. Of, oh, Whisper Me, whisper whisper? me This. Mm -hmm. Whisper, yeah, Whisper Me This. Um, which I, another one, I mean, I, I really, really enjoyed it. It was one that I was like, okay, I'm, I've got five minutes back to the book, you know. <laughs> I've got three <laughs> minutes back to the book. Um, and I found the book um, heartbreaking. I mean, it was. Um, I'll let you explain the book. And about um, whisper me this, yeah, whisper me this. Yeah, was, it grew out of a question that the Viking actually asked. We were, you know, um, discussing uh, somebody that we know who grew up in a generational cycle of, you know, family and domestic abuse. And a very bright, creative, intelligent, beautiful woman. And he looked at me and he said, you know, what, would it, what does it take for someone like that to get free of that kind of a life? And that was the central question of, of the book, Whisper Me This. So there are several different types of domestic violence, abuse, control that play out in that book. And, and really it's, the story of, you know, a mother's love for her children as well and what what will a mother do in order to protect her to protect her kids. 
um, that so yeah, there's there's a lot of heartbreak in those books. I do like to feel that all of my books do end on a level of uh, hope and optimism. However, oh yeah, yeah, I I don't want to make it sound like this book was a was a downer. <laughs> it was just there was just so many things. It's like ah, oh, how could you do that to your child? And you know, and then right. it's like you yep. then when you find out why she did what she did. You're like, oh, okay, she has, you know, even though finding out was difficult for, for Maisie, um, Mm -hmm. I I think she felt better for it. And it it does have a good ending. So, you know, I don't want to turn anybody away from it because it's well worth reading. So, well, both of the, both of um, them. I've I've heard everything too. I <laughs> everything you are. I had one of my favorite reader reviewers actually was started messaging me in the middle of the book. She's like, "Oh my God, I'm crying my eyes out. I can't stop." <laughs> and I kept saying, "It'll be okay. <laughs> Promise." <laughs> so, yeah, you do have do have those moments. Like my husband will look at me and they're like, and he'll just look the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to do that, that little catch in the, you know, in your, in your throat because you're trying not to cry. Not to um, cry. Oh, the, oh. Uh, yeah. Um, we we have mentioned a couple of times that you also write as, um, well, your real name is Carrie Schaefer and you write as Carrie Ann King. Yeah. And I also write under, you know, under two names. And I find it difficult to keep up with everything that's involved. It, it seems like one or the other takes back burner and do you find do you find that with yourself too and how do you keep both of them going equally or as equal as possible right um i totally agree i there was there were a couple years there where i had a book (laughs) it was after i started writing carrie ann king book books and i had books um also going under carrie schaefer so we i had two books that were on a very similar publishing schedule, one under each name. (laughs) And I was still working full-time at the time as well. So, you know, it was, was, we managed to get through the year, get the books turned in, you know, go through the revision edits and all that kind of thing, which was, the Viking looked at me and just said, can we please not do that again? (laughs) I I tried so hard not to, and they both ended up on the same cycle the next year as well. And since then, I actually have not done any Carrie Schaefer books because the Carrie and King books have been busy and doing well and making money for me. And so, yeah, I, I had realized that I had completely backburnered my Carrie Schaefer line, and I'm trying to do some things to revise that right now. <laughs> I'm working on, working on uh, regenerating some, some uh, life into the things that I was working on and do want to write another book in one of those series. Well, and it's not but only – It's hard. Because you know, same thing – it's same thing with me. It seemed like, seemed like they were both on the same the same cycle, and then um, you know my 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 pen name. I've kind of you know it's kind of like should I just not write as her anymore because it's like it, it's it's getting hard and in keeping up with the social media stuff. I mean I I finally hired oh, somebody to help crazy. me, but um, yeah, Tessa, Tessa does my stuff. She does a wonderful job, um, but yeah, I mean just I mean blogging. It's like, oh, when was the last time I blogged under my pen name? When's the last time I blogged under my real name? (laughs) Right, right. uh, It it gets a little crazy. Well, plus I have the coaching stuff in there, right? So I have have two writer identities and and, uh, coaching. Um, So, yeah, it gets a little crazy. I have tried to 
combine the readership as, with my two names as much as I can. You know, the, the publisher felt oh. like my fantasy and paranormal thriller readers would be confused by the Carrie Ann King line, and that's why they wanted me to change my name, but they didn't mind if I shared oh, okay. the information. I, I feel like readers are really smart, and they're able to say, you know, I like yes. these books of Carrie's, but not these, or maybe I like all of them, and so I kind of finally, I just lumped everybody in my newsletter all together, you know, and I gave them all a heads up, yeah. like, you know what, if you don't like this, I'm really sorry, but this is the amount of time I have, so if you want book news from me, <laughs> it's all coming yeah. under one name. <laughs> So I so just got a message a that we have 60 seconds left. So when is your next oh one gosh. going to be come? I know that time went fast. <laughs> I will have another one out um, next August. And we should actually just mention really quick that if you are in prime reads, everything you are is one of the um, first reads this month of September. Oh, that's right. And so you could get it now if you wish. Otherwise, you wait until October. Well, thank you so much for being on my show. This was a lot of fun. I wish we had more time, so I'm going to have to thank you so much for being with me, Carrie, and I'll definitely have you on again. And um, awesome. please tune in on please tune in on September 24th when I'll be hosting Gil Paul and her, her historical fiction, The Lost Daughter. Until then, read on, my lovelies.